0: Welcome back to day two of eSports Next, and I have here...
1: Justin Stefanovich.
0: Ooh, and where are you...
1: Misfits Gaming Group. what are the MVP of partnerships? Nice to meet you. Um, yeah,
0: we haven't had a chance to like you know talk, so I guess that's
1: yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, happy to. Yeah,
0: tell me a little bit about you know um, your company and what you're doing here at Esports Next.
1: Sure. Uh, Misfits Gaming Group is a media and entertainment company that specializes in esports and bringing communities together to feel you know fun and imaginative play through gaming. Um, so we used to be more traditional in eSports, um, own teams, and we've sold a few of those assets off and have now created our own IP, our own game studio, um, our own Minecraft server and things like that where we're connecting with different communities and, and just bringing fun things to life. Okay. All
0: right. Um, so tell me a little bit about like, you know, the, the IP that you created or...
1: Sure. Let's see. So there's a few now. Um, our most recent launch was a game studio called Pixel Playground, which okay. is a joint venture with Carl Jacobs and ourselves in Creecraft. Okay. Um, and we have since launched our first Roblox game called Game Show, as well as we're building out some brain and experiences for brands within that world, as well as our own standalone experiences in Roblox. Um, really great success in the first 24 hours. We had over 500,000 gameplays. Um, really a lot of time spent on the game. Um, you know, really, really great results overall. And then our YouTube platform, which pushes out content around that sort of Pixel Playground Studio, also um, is already at a million subscribers, and it launched in March.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. uh,
1: Yeah. So fast-growing, really successful so far. We also have an IP uh, that is a joint venture with uh, an influencer named Tubbo. So we have a Minecraft server named Tubnet that we work on that also provides mini-games and fun experiences to that community. Um, that's also averaging around Anywhere between forty to be sixty thousand players monthly. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, so far so good. We have a couple more things rolling out that'll be announced soon. Um, <laughs> so yeah, really, uh, really excited about the IP. We've been able to develop and bring to light and have people enjoy it. So. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, um, are you guys uh, steering a, l- a little bit away from the esports scene, or are you just trying to build like you know a different esports model within? Uh... Yeah, I,
1: I think for us, it's it's we've been in competitive esports since. Basically, 2017 and okay. a lot of different leagues and teams. And um, from a from a revenue generation standpoint, um, there's a lot of red tape to to work with with the publishers and yeah. what rights you have and IP sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, we just looked at, at just I always said we just always have to look at differentiating our revenue and, and where are different ways that we can generate money you know for our org and, and our investors and things like that. So. Um, you know i always say and i've been in gaming for a long time over 15 years now so i always say like uh the world of call of duty or people that play that game is much bigger than the people that watch call of duty league right so how are you how are you connecting with those groups of fans Mm -hmm. that are not necessarily the esport fan but love playing the game love playing online with each other love watching the content yeah, but maybe not from as competitive of an angle. So I think that was that's always been sort of like, how do we navigate more into that? Um, and we've been slowly transitioning more from your competitive esports or to maybe we'll still have competition in our blood. And I think we'll still always have a foot in esports. But how do we look out outside of that? Those those larger markets that we can tap into.
0: Definitely. So um with that in mind, um, what is the age group that um, you are targeting now? Yeah, is this just, still yeah, like you know the started, early teens, uh, like the yeah the I mean, early really late downside teens downside to like to thirty something? Yeah,
1: I, I would say the beauty of a, a lot of like I always said this to me: esports and gaming is one of the few industries, and instead of the age shifting, it just gets wider.
0: <laughs> That's so true. like
1: like old like I'm forty, I still play video games, right? Yeah. There And and the same thing with like. My daughter's now starting to play video games, and she's going to be 8. So, like, we're not necessarily seeing, like, 8-year-olds just transition out or 40-year-olds stop playing video games. So that that market's just getting wider. I think there's obviously a difference in, like, what games you play, right? There's obviously a market for certain games when you're younger versus when you're older. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we're just broadening that that demographic, if you will, where we now have... IP and and content and things that that uh, are attractive or interested with with a younger audience. And then we also Uh, still have stuff that, you know, 27, 30-year-olds are interested in in watching and doing and interacting with, too.
0: Okay. There's a question I have to ask, though. So since you have, like, a Roblox game, Mm -hmm. right? Is that geared toward more for the younger audience, or do you all see also like, you know, older yeah. ages playing Roblox also? It,
1: it's funny. So, we just launched our game, and the game was so Roblox doesn't really give you uh, age specific data. It gives you like groups of, of, you know, under 13.
0: Okay. And then yeah, yeah.
1: 13 to 17 that you can try to get, and then like 18 plus. Yeah. What we noticed is that um, under uh, the 13, under 13 had a, had a, the largest demographic of the game but then we had um, basically the other two quarters were 13 and 17 Mm -hmm. and then um, 17 and up um, was actually the second largest demographic we hit on our Roblox game so
0: Am I missing out I on something? never know. I
1: mean, Roblox is trying to put more in- initiatives out to try to get an older audience. They yeah. just announced their kind of development kit where you can make all sorts of games. So, like, even, like, Blood and stuff like that and games mm-hmm. that they can you can build on their engine and make, like, a shooting game. Yeah. So, I think they are trying to, like, how do we encourage, you know, an older fan to, to get involved and play. It's okay. so also the data is probably hard to track. I mean, yeah, definitely. you don't know if a kid's signing on and maybe their parents made their Roblox account for them <laughs> and they don't really know who's playing the game so like and i always say like anytime you're dealing with a kids game take the data with a grain of salt yeah that's it's true. really hard to tell what's what
0: so. yeah i know that when i was younger and like you know those like are you like 13 or older and yes. i always make sure right. i'm like 90 something years <laughs> right, old right, right, right.
1: i think this birthday works like yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> okay all right um so then what do you think is the future of like you know um your company or maybe the industry Man. is that I mean, that's the question I, that yeah, like, I, you know, I've been I, I talking th- about all I day. I think the so. one
1: thing we're seeing that it's, I think it's growing at, mm-hmm. at a great, at a good rate. I think there's a lot of interest in it still is it's, it's having fans build on the platform that these game developers uh, have made available. Yeah. Um, you look at platforms like Epic with unreal and Minecraft people building stuff and yes. Roblox people are now building more stuff, and even more stuff than before. Um, there's all sorts of, of those types of endeavors, and I, I think we'll start seeing... I mean, Epic's a great example. There's a lot of resources and community interests and brand interest in creating those unique experiences in Fortnite using yeah. Unreal. So that's interesting. I don't know if that's going to revolutionize the future or anything, <laughs> but I think that's interesting to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. I think down the road even further, if they can figure out a way to make... The sensory issues with playing AR or VR for too long, like you've you've never played one for a while, you're kind of like, you know, you kind of feel dizzy. (laughs) Uh, I think if they can figure that part out, I think that's an interesting one. We'll see what happens with the Apple Pro Wear stuff, if there's any kind of, you know, spatial... AR component where you can kinda of see your environment behind you but not mm-hmm. I mean and then um, and then off of that like what happens with games that are like the Pokemon goes of the world and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean I think the beauty of, of our industry is things happen really fast and you can, yes. something can pop up out of nowhere and <laughs> next thing you know it's mm-hmm. everyone wants to get behind it. And yeah. then sometimes things move slow and it takes them a while and then eventually it becomes kinda of normal in the market. So it's hard to guess gaming. It's a it's a hard field to figure out the future. That is true. Yeah. yeah.
0: So one thing I think a lot of people agree with in like, you know, the gaming or esport industry that are like changes happening all the time, right? yeah. So like for a company like yours who's been in the game for so long, how do you uh, adjust, you know, when change is happening so Yeah, much?
1: I, I think fortunately for us we have a really good team um, internally and, and our upper level team of management and decision makers who are i think quick to try to you know they don't i don't think they make decisions too quickly they want to see things how they're going to play out but we're quick to adapt I, you know we're not stuck in our ways which i think is really important for for gaming and esports i think there's you know some esports orgs are, that have been out there that are like no we're really going to double down in esports and some of it's worked for some and i think is, is it hasn't worked for a lot more. I think that's it's hard to to kind of just okay, stick we'll to one thing. But I think you have to if in any good company I think, company, I think you have to diversify your revenue and yeah. kind of Using different lot as thing you can bring to the terms terms table. And kind of you um worried. Yeah, I think that's important. Fortunately for really us really we've like really I, I said, we've been able, able to pivot really quickly. So
0: yeah that's great, yeah. I mean, I think for any company sure to really like survive cool for like a long beginning. time, you have to change. You have to adapt, right? Okay. All right. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Is there sure. any
1: last so, things you thing
0: want to, you to, 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 get to get tell the, the audience today?
1: State by state Man, I don't know. I guess keep your eyes peeled <laughs> in a couple, <laughs> maybe a couple days. We'll have a couple more announcements Ooh, coming out okay, from Misfits okay. Gaming, what so some, the, some fun stuff I to be really announced soon. All
0: right. That sounds so exciting. Thank you so much for being here today.